Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Daring Visionary podcast. In today's conversation, I am very eager to talk to you about disruption. Disruption is something that, you know, in many ways, it has a bad name. People have the wrong idea about what it means to disrupt and what it means to be disruptive. The reality is when it comes to wanting to create change in our lives and our business, you know, anything of the sort, The reality is we need to be disruptive. We need to disrupt our mindsets that no longer serve us. We need to disrupt the ways that we've been told, you know, things should be done. We need to be disruptive and, you know, not listen to all of the stories and the limiting beliefs and the stagnancy that surrounds us. Instead, we need to be disruptive and decide to tune in to our innate soul intelligence that is here to guide us on our way. So I hope even with that little snippet, you can begin to see that disruption is not a bad thing. The main narrative I want to chat to you about today around disruption is that disruption is always loud. This is not true. It's simply not true. Disruption isn't always loud. Quite commonly, disruption is pretty quiet because what I have come to know to be true is that often the disruption that creates the most positive change is that which happens in the micro moments of nothingness, nothingness. It's in all of those tiny moments where, you know, you choose yourself and your own needs over what the world is making you feel like you should do, right? It is all those little micro moments that amount to something huge, that amount to huge disruption, AKA huge change. So, Please know that if you are wanting to create change in this narrative of being disruptive, it doesn't excite you. I invite you to explore how you can reframe your idea of what being disruptive and disrupting means. Yeah, I invite you to utilize this podcast episode in particular as a permission slip to release the pressure of disruption being a bad thing of disruption being something that has to be loud and boisterous and bold and out there. The best disruption happens when you are tuned into yourself, anchored into your values and taking action based on your personal integrity. If I think back to my own life, some of my most disruptive moments have been the quietest moments. And I look back and in the moment, I didn't really think much of what I was doing. They felt quite insignificant, yet I can now recognize that the reason I have got to where I am today is because I have chosen to actively disrupt so many things. I've chosen to disrupt the mindset that, you know, I can only reach a certain level that I need to be in a certain kind of job to create success. I have disrupted the narrative that, you know, I need to be in a certain relationship to be happy or, you know, to create a family and just all of this stuff I've had to disrupt to create the life that I do today. Also to create the business that I have today, I've had to disrupt so much 
And like I said before, it's been all of those micro things that I have created disruption around that is then created change. Now, what's really interesting is reflecting on trying to bring this particular podcast to life. I've had to disrupt so much even in that process because when the idea came to me to explore the conversation around disruption, because disruption is required as to live as a daring visionary, because as a daring visionary, we create and bring to life visions beyond what we're told is possible. Yeah. And to get to that place, to get to those visions, we need to be disruptive. So this is a conversation that I really wanted to bring you. Yet what came to me throughout this process of trying to pull this podcast episode together is that I was trying to make it loud. I was trying to make it bigger than it needed to be. I was trying to perfect it. I was trying to essentially control the message and That is not what disruption is about. It's really not. And when I slowed down and decided to listen, I got exactly what I needed. And that was the message that disruption isn't always loud. For disruption to be effective, it doesn't need to be loud. Even though the world will want you to believe that it is and that it has to be loud, it's not true because sometimes the most disruptive things can also happen in peace. I know it sounds wild, right? One thing I want to say about disruption is that it's not always easy. In fact, there can be moments where it actually feels really challenging. What I will say is that the more that you choose to actively disrupt, you are going to strengthen the muscle that is disruption, the muscle of disruption. So over time, it will feel more easeful to be disruptive because the way of being disruptive will just become your natural way of being, your natural way of moving throughout the world. And you're not going to really give it a second thought when you choose to disrupt a narrative that doesn't serve you, you know, your relationships, your community or the collective or something that's happening when you choose to disrupt it. It's going to feel more easeful the more that you do it. Now, a really just solid example of the ways that people are choosing to be disruptive in the everyday world is the example of quiet quitting. Now, I've pulled up a definition of quiet quitting from online so I can give give it to you really succinct. But basically, quiet quitting refers to doing the minimum requirements of one's job and putting in no more time, effort or enthusiasm than absolutely necessary. As such, it is something of a misdemeanor since the worker doesn't actually have uh, doesn't actually leave their position and continues to collect a salary. This if you think about what this is disrupting, the movement of quiet quitting is disrupting hustle culture. This is huge huge because there are people in jobs who are realizing and starting to be really honest with themselves in the truth that they don't feel recognized. They don't feel appreciated. They don't actually feel like they're going to 
get to a space that is going to fulfill them. They've really had all of this thrown back in their face, realizing how much they're not valued and realizing that they want something different for their life. And also the side note of truth is that they don't always have to be really undervalued to come to this conclusion. Some people simply have sat with themselves and realized that what they thought they wanted for their life isn't what they wanted. They want something else. And maybe it is still staying in these same jobs, these same positions, but it's pulling back. It's calling your energy back, calling your capacity back so that you are not living to work, you're working to live because there's a very different, different thing. There's a very different energy to that. Right. So that is a, you know, straight up example of how disruption is happening on a really sort of quiet scale, but a big scale, like it's creating big change because companies are having to adjust. I know myself, I resigned from a part-time position that I, you know, had a couple of days with over the last six years. And I resigned from that position. And it was really interesting going through that process and pulling back my energy from that space. I realized that that kind of disruption is what's happening for a lot of people because it was, you know, I wasn't the only one who left. There were multiple people over a period of time who, you know, it was like the dominoes were falling, people were leaving. And I think we can notice this in many industries and people choosing to go into business for themselves. And now I've had my business that I have for quite a while and it's been through many iterations. But it's like I decided to really pull my energy back and pull my energy into my business and the service of people in the way that I want to serve people. That that is disruptive as all hell, because I'm no longer plugged into this system of how I'm meant to create an income, how I'm meant to work. Um, And another thing that has been really interesting for me personally, and that I will go into is thinking about the flow and effect of that disruption and everything else that I've had to be active in disrupting since. So if we think about, and I invite you to also think about this, what is an area of your life or business that needs disrupting right now? That if you sat and were really honest with yourself, you're like, yeah, you know what? I do need to shake things up a bit. Something's got to change. Wherever there is need for change, there is very likely need for disruption. Disruption isn't something that has to be really debilitating. It's not something that has to really shake up your world and and rip um, your baseline from underneath you. That's not what disruption is about. What we're talking about here is what's not working in your life and there needs to be change. Because in that process, like I said earlier, you're going to need to disrupt mindsets that you've had and that you've held that don't serve you anymore. You'll likely need to disrupt truths that you've held, things that at one point in time felt really true for you, but they don't anymore, you know. So if I think about this for me personally, um, in business, let's talk specifically, when it comes to disruption, And pulling my energy back and being really anchored 100% full time in my own business, what I've noticed I've then had to disrupt is how I show up in my business. 
because I noticed when I had all of my time and all of my capacity back, I would just force myself to sit at my desk from, you know, 8, 30, 9 o'clock until about four, four, you know, four or five, depending on where I was. But it was as if I was like mentally telling myself, if you don't sit at this desk from nine to five, you're not going to create the success that you want. The reality is when I looked for evidence of that to be true for me personally, I couldn't find a skerrick of it. However, when I looked for evidence of the opposite, that I don't actually need to sit at this desk all day to create success. In fact, sitting at this desk all day and forcing myself to be focused and to do things for that period of time, obviously with a break in between, it doesn't serve me. It actually really takes from me. It takes from my success. It doesn't fuel it at all. And what was really interesting as I you know, collected the evidence is that the less, it sounds wild, but the less obviously within reason that I sit at my desk and do the things, the more successful I am. And if I reframe this and deliver that message in a different way and say it like this, the more that I rest, the more successful I am. The more that I rest, the more success comes to me. The more that I rest, the more opportunities come my way. The amount of times I've taken a nap and I've had payments, I've had messages, I've had um, even ideas for you know programs, ideas for a message that I want to share, whatever it is, I've received so much while in a space of rest, which has been incredible. So I invite you once again to explore where in your life is there a need for change? Where is there maybe a bit of stagnancy, like Things just aren't happening how you want them to. And what then needs to be disrupted for you to create that change? With it, after, you know, one single point of disruption, something else is likely to follow. Like it's a continuous cycle. There's not necessarily a end goal because the reality is we've grown up in a a world that needs disrupting in so many ways. In so many areas, there are so many stories and narratives and ways of living um, and ways of, I was going to say nurturing ourselves, but not even, I wouldn't even go as far as to say that it's nurturing the ways that we attempt to nurture ourselves. So much needs to be disrupted. So I really also encourage you to not look at this as something with an end goal. I invite you to embody the state of being a daring visionary who is prepared to show up and disrupt what needs to be disrupted in order to live a whole life, to live a life that is within integrity of self. And I want to affirm and, you know, reiterate that disruption isn't always loud. Disruption doesn't have to also disrupt your peace. Disruption isn't there to disrupt your peace. There will be times, I just have the need to point out, where disruption feels like it's forced upon you. Change is forced upon you. This happens when there has been change that's needed to happen and you have either not noticed it or refused to notice it and take action on it. This is when change 
is forced upon you that absolutely needs to happen. And this is when disruption can feel sticky. It can feel rocky is when we're forced into it. However, if when this happens, we can come to this change and meet this change and this ask for disruption, if we can come to this space with openness and willingness to surrender, to do the work, to make the changes, to nourish ourselves throughout the process, it can actually be a lot more supportive than we may think. So I invite you to explore just one thing that you can disrupt. And look, maybe that is that, you know, one thing you know needs change is the way that you support yourself to get better sleep. I think it's something that so many of us likely need support around. I mean, I sleep a lot. I love sleep. However, I've personally got some habits around sleep that I know don't serve me. And It is my mission while my partner is away in South Africa to really ground back into the practices that do support me to get the better sleep. So, for example, something in your life that may need to be disrupted is how you support yourself to get the best sleep possible. You might be someone who scrolls on your phone before you go to sleep or you scroll as you go to sleep and you know that that doesn't help you get the best sleep. So in order to get the best sleep, you need to disrupt that habit. Yeah. Now I could go on about this for so long, but I really trust and I hope that this has activated. It has invited you into deeper contemplation about what disruption means to you. And I would really love to hear your takeaways around this. I would love to hear what it is that you're wanting to disrupt. And maybe it's a feeling of you need to disrupt something, which I'll remind you that we never want to act from a place of should We want to act from a really embodied place where we know that this is going to serve us and we disrupt from a place of choice. Yeah, not from a place of force or should. So I like I say, I trust that that has served you in some way, shape or form. I would love, love, love to hear your feedback. If you would love to get a bit more of the behind the scenes of my personal story, my processes in business, um, daring visionary methodology and all that comes with the behind the scenes of that life, I invite you to join me in my Visionary Vault email community. This is something that is completely free. This is where I really pull back the curtain on things that I don't share on direct public platforms. This is something that I really want wanted to maintain and contain in a space that felt uh, felt really safe. I mean, in human design, my environment is caves. So I really wanted to replicate something like that, essentially something of a vault. So if you feel guided to join that community, the link will be in the show notes below. Otherwise, I hope you have enjoyed this episode and I will be back to connect with you very, very soon. Sending love.